Welcome to PB Link Stories. We explore the stories and uncover the business secrets of some of Britain's most successful entrepreneurs. Peter Kuntsevich is Associate Finance Director with EFM, Finance Directors and Business Advisors with a Difference. He has a long career in senior FD and CFO, Chief Financial Officer posts in countries across the world. Peter obtained his first degree in biology from the University of Sussex in 1972, followed in 1977 by an MSc in management focusing on business planning and finance from the University of Salford. Uh, this was then followed by a distance learning course with CIMA to become a chartered accountant. I'm Bill Mayer of PrecisionPresentation.com, and I'm in a quest to learn the secret of business. I think the answer is to be found among Britain's very diverse entrepreneurs. In PB Link Stories, I hunt down some of Britain's most inspiring people in business to find the person behind the success. And to our listeners, if you listen through to the end, we are going to reveal the secret of business. Peter, welcome to PB Link Stories. Hi, Bill, and uh, hi to all of our listeners. Peter, how's, how's business? Surprisingly brisk at the moment. I have to say that we have a lot of interest. Um, a lot of that is driven by the economic climate. Um, there are people who are facing difficulties through you know, carryover of Brexit, COVID, uh, and just the general economic climate. But we're finding a lot of interest. Uh, there are also people um, who are finding the current climate full of opportunities. So our business model allows us to step in quickly and help and support and give advice uh, as and when required. So we're pretty buoyant at the moment. We're quite happy. Good, good. Yeah, I think um, you know, we've done a series of these PB Link stories during the pandemic in the early days and as it went through and it's, it's surprising how many people have found that they're able to find a way through to navigate a way through the maze and either make a success of it or or, or, or just keep going which is sometimes the best you can hope for in a crisis. Now before we talk about EFM, your company, uh, the company that you're director with, I'd like to look at your career uh, to date. So it's very interesting, you started off your education with a degree in biology, as we said, but then you pivoted decisively towards accountancy and business, and that's taken you all over the world, Bahrain, Poland, Pakistan, Indonesia, Singapore, Kuwait, Qatar. Are you happy to be back in Britain? Uh, yes and no. I, I actually love um, traveling. I love living in different cultures and different countries. But we got to a point where family came first, uh, and as with many expats, uh, we have to look at the schooling when children get into their teens and looking at some stability. So, yes, great to be back in the UK. UK has got some fabulous advantages that people living here don't, I think, fully appreciate. But equally, at the same time, you know, we, we continue to uh, have friends abroad, travel and uh, explore new places. So, it's a balance, and at the current stage of our lives, then UK is the place to be. So you mentioned earlier um, Brexit, of course. Uh, you can hardly fail to mention it. And you've chosen to remain here 
in Britain, continue uh, building your life here in Britain. I know a lot of people who have the option have considered going to an EU country. In your case, that might be Poland. Going to Poland um, in order to escape Brexit. I mean, is, is that an option for you? Is that an option you'd recommend to any of your clients, just bail out and uh, bail out from Britain? I wouldn't, actually. I, I would say, where possible, um, maintain your links, maintain the ability to operate, uh, perhaps from multiple locations. Um, I'm in a fortunate situation. I have dual nationality, so I have a British passport, and I also have a, a Polish passport. So I can make the best of both worlds. But even if you don't have that uh, advantage, then I think you can get the right <laughs> advice and you can uh, navigate, as you said, you know, the rough waters uh, by getting the right advice from the right people to be able to overcome you know, what has been you know, a bump in the road with regards to the Brexit process. So I would say keep all your options open and, and don't for one minute bail out of the UK. UK is actually a, a very, very good place to live. You know, why are there so many refugees here? Why are there so many people coming and wanting to live here? Then it is a good country to live. It really is. Uh, it has its downsides, but... You can do business here. There is a extremely supportive uh, social structure, and equally, it is a safe country to live. And people forget that. I've lived in some places where that safety is not guaranteed, and not just as your physical safety, but also the safety of the free of freedom of speech, and also the, the right to vote, yeah? the the right to determine your own destiny and that's very important yeah, that is what people i think who haven't lived abroad perhaps uh, forget about the political process in the uk you know it might be stormy it might be a little bit muddied with the current situation uh, but it's fundamentally sound in, in my opinion excellent oh, it's, it's good to hear and i understand that um in terms of ease of doing business especially starting up a business registration tax and everything things are a lot more straightforward in Britain than in Poland. I hear all sorts of Polish entrepreneurs tell me that. They can't believe how straightforward the system is here. Uh, British entrepreneurs listening to this who have never tried to uh, open a business in Poland might be surprised, but apparently we're very, very fortunate. Uh, the bureaucracy in Poland, and perhaps that's because it's an ex-communist state, I don't know, but the, the bureaucracy in Poland for businesses apparently is um, horrific. I started uh, working in Poland um, just after uh, uh, Poland entered the EU. And right, 2004. As you say, there was a real uh, carryover of the communist mentality, and to be able to do business uh, was difficult. It was a minefield. Uh, and very often, um, you know, you had issues with, say, the authorities. And the tax plan was used as a weapon of... Uh, beating, if you like, entrepreneurs into submission. Uh, you would get tax audits. Uh, you would have summons uh, to go to Warsaw and get fined for uh, a couple of hundred zwotted because um, there was a two zwotted difference in the return. And, and it was pretty petty, uh, but compared to what it was, say, 15, 20 years ago, the environment has, has changed significantly. And it's still perhaps not as quick as the UK, when you can go online and register a company within you know, 15 minutes, uh, it's getting better. And it's actually getting far more uh, viewed by the international community as a good place to do business, uh, not just because of the skill set, uh, highly educated um, workforce, 
uh, lots of opportunity. I mean, Poland is still ranked as one of the healthiest and fastest growing economies in the EU. So there is a, a big uh, positive aspect to Poland still, and that continues, I think, uh, for the next few decades, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've read some amazing things about Poland's economy and how Poland weathered the 2008 financial crisis, I think, better than any other EU state. Um, and economically is weathering this current pandemic crisis better as well. So, yeah, fantastic things uh, for Poland on the, I, I suppose you call it the macroeconomic uh, scale. So that's good. Yeah, good to hear. Now, I mentioned earlier on the EFM, uh, finance directors and business advisors, with a difference. So what sets you apart from other business advisor companies? I think the key element is the quality of our team. Uh, you know, as with most businesses, it's the people that make it. But we have a group of uh, nearly 70 uh, experienced, uh, weathered uh, business professionals who have come through the uh, finance route. Uh, we're all uh, qualified accountants, but our careers are varied and it's not as if we're sort of pigeonholed into you know, you're the bean counter over there now, everybody has uh, progressed into a much broader general management role and we have huge experience across multiple sectors that we can bring to bear and to support uh, our clients you know, hands-on experience the ability to uh, work under pressure the ability to solve problems uh, but we're also not consultants that come in, write a report and disappear. Uh, we present ourselves and we try to become part of the team. Uh, we become owners of the problems and we deliver. And in addition to that, it's not just our 60 to 70 people. We have a, a very large network of associated companies. We don't pretend to know everything and we don't pretend to offer everything. But for instance, insurance, uh, HR, uh, expertise. Uh, these are areas where we have associated uh, companies, equally highly professional, highly competent, that we can uh, recommend and just bring people in contact to, together to see if we can help in these aspects as well. So it's not just on the uh, financial aspects of the business, it's general management and also specific sectors where we can uh, recommend and bring people to the table that can help with all sorts of problems, marketing mm -hmm. including. So what's, what's, the, what's your geographic range? Do you cover the south of England or? All over England. Uh, so right. we, have, we have people who are located in Scotland, we have people in Cornwall, we have people in Wales, everywhere. Okay. But equally, the, the other, um, uh, if you like, side benefit of COVID and, uh, is that people are working from home. So location is less and less important because we're finding that with uh, the clients that we're taking on board, it might all be done virtually like this, like on Zoom. Uh, and we can do that. And particularly on the, if you like, the uh, financial aspects of business, you know, you don't have to be together in the same building to start to put together a business plan or do some analysis, et cetera, et cetera. But face-to-face -face contact, I still feel, is extremely important. I think we're all missing it. We all want it to happen again. But it might never return to the previous days, you know, five days a week in the office. It might be a balance of three days, five days, or even one day, four days. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ability of our team to help uh, across England is is not limited. Fantastic. Now, I believe as well that you, you're able to help or very small businesses or startups or businesses just getting on their feet and starting to get the momentum going. They're able to tap into your support and help because you, you I think I've read that you can offer support on demand or even on a kind of a small monthly retainer, perhaps only half a day a month or something like this. So it makes it very it makes your help very accessible to a wide range of businesses. Absolutely. And, and that's perhaps one of our USPs. Um, we recognize that businesses who are starting up you know, might not have the financial depth or can afford you know, a quality uh, finance advisor or a business advisor. So we discuss it with our clients. Um, it might be one day a month. It might be two days a week. It depends really on the needs of the, uh, of the client. And it might also be with the passage of time, you know, full time, uh, where we actually come in and um, become uh, a permanent part of the management team. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's exactly where we are. We are flexible, we are affordable, and we provide real value for money in terms of uh, the added value that we can bring to the business. Superb, yeah. So I can see that you could then grow with the business if you started off just doing a day a month, as you said, and then you might end up a year, two years, five years down the line as a full-time member of the team. Amazing, amazing. Absolutely, and even on the, when we start up, we also have a, a branch which helps with bookkeeping. So if the company is growing quickly, uh, doesn't want to take on additional staff straight away, then we have a team of uh, uh, accountants, uh, which we can do accounts remotely. We can do the nitty-gritty of invoice processing, payments, you know, cursory management accounts, and... Uh, year-end account submissions. We can do that as well, but our main uh, uh, added value and our level of expertise is at business advisory level. And I think that's where we would come in and add the most uh, benefit to the business. Great stuff, great stuff. We've mentioned a couple of current phenomena. We've mentioned Brexit and COVID. What is the biggest challenge facing businesses in Britain today? I think that's a very, very broad question, but I've been trying to distill this down into two or three themes. And I think uncertainty to me is, is a key word. It's not a new word in business, but it's uncertainty from unknown threats. And I think the biggest example I can give of that is COVID. Nobody ever in their wildest dreams, if they were doing risk assessment on a business, I think put into their risk uh, management plan, COVID, you know, an endemic uh, a pandemic that's going to close down the world for two years. Who on earth could have could have foreseen that? So I think the the key theme I would say is uncertainty, uh, and that's the biggest risk. It's always there for a business, but it's this uncertain uncertainty, the unknown that uh, I think people have to stand 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 back and begin to plan a bit better. But equally, there are steps I think that people can take now to. Uh, mitigate the risks and one of the biggest mitigations is flexibility you know there's thing act don't react don't be afraid to admit uh, you don't know everything yeah we should say we don't know what we don't know and don't be afraid to ask for help because this is i think what a lot of our clients um were a bit slow in doing in the sense that it's a totally new ball game 
And entrepreneurs sometimes have an extremely uh, good skill set, but it's very fixed and focused on their passion and what they believe they can do. But as their business grows, they, they need to get other people on board that can do what they can't do. And that's something also what EFM can offer in terms of that level of advice yeah, and uh, support them in how their business should grow, where they need to invest their money. So don't be afraid to ask for help and get the right people on your team is another mitigation. And I don't just mean on the team. I mean, on the board of directors or even ownership, because very often one of the biggest hurdles that businesses face, either when they're growing is that they haven't got enough money to expand or even when they're in difficulties, but they haven't got even enough money to pay their, their payroll. So this is getting perhaps another partner on the table, selling part of your business, looking for investors, but the right investors that can come in and bring not just money, but their own level of expertise uh, to help support the business. And we're finding this more and more in terms of uh, you know, following COVID and, and Brexit, there were all these government grants given. Uh, and there was also the belief that it was free money. It's not free money. And where a company has already had, say, perhaps an investor, they will look at the way that the uh, incumbent management has behaved with regards to its people and how they've been treated. Because one of the biggest problems we're also seeing in our client base is retention of staff. There's been a huge uh, rotation or uh, pressure uh, on employers because you know, sometimes people weren't furloughed, sometimes people were sacked. Even when people were furloughed, they weren't given, if you like, the full benefits. And this has made people a little bit resentful. So having a, another party at the table can bring money, but also expertise and help, again, come out of and make the best of the opportunities coming with uh, the COVID restrictions being removed. So that is a, a real thing to consider. Uh, don't be afraid to even sell part of your business, obviously at the right valuation, and we can help with that. Part of our skill set is exit strategy, uh, bringing the right people to the table. Uh, but don't leave it too late, because if you've missed the boat and you haven't taken the right action, then you need to correct that, because your investors or even your own business will feel it as you try to move forward, because you won't have the people to actually do what you need to do. So that's uh, a few themes there, I think, that people can uh, relate to. Absolutely. It's all about, uh, it's all about timing as well. And that, yes, this whole thing, the, the big resignation, uh, the Guardian calls it, all yeah. the turmoil that's happened in the employment market, perhaps mostly as a result of COVID, whatever, everywhere, everything's shifting. People are going from company Z to company A, people are going from company A to company B. It's all over the place. Uh, yeah, so very much um so i can see where flexibility is required because we're in unprecedented times and the the consequences of all these crazy things that are happening leads to even more uncertainty and 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 and, and more craziness i suppose absolutely peter here comes the secret here comes the question we ask everyone on pb link stories uh, <laughs> what is the secret of business that's a difficult one. I think, uh, you know, what is business, first of all? I would say business 
yeah, perhaps it's a lifestyle. If you're in the fortunate position of you have your own business or you work for a business where your passion, your interest is the same as where you work, then that is a wonderful situation to be in. Uh, I think that, though, is um, the ideal world. The, the world we, where we live in is, is quite different. Yeah? And sometimes we, work, we have a job that is a career which we've chosen uh, because we need to support a lifestyle, we need to support our family. And there might not then be that same level of uh, motivation or commitment other than wanting to make the best life for your family or put bread on the table or whatever it might be. So th the secret of business success is good management, but equally the way that the people uh, are recruited, the team that's put together, uh, and all the business skills you can read in business books, uh, that is, again, how do you measure that? Yeah. So once you've perhaps got a business going, if you're doing it perhaps as a, a lifestyle, then perhaps money is not your key driver. It might be happiness. Uh, and how do you measure happiness? Uh, it, it might be financial security. It might be... Uh, financial uh, extravagance. You want to be seen to be rich because that's who you are, yeah? And you want to present an image of, of, of success that people will say, hey, that guy's down there right, right in his Ferrari. He must be, he must be doing well. So th there's all sorts of um, measures of success. And in reality, I think it, it's a mixture of everything. And people will, I think, reflect and uh, relate to... I think these comments in their own particular way and where they are in their current uh, uh, stage of their lives uh, and also what their own aspirations are. Indeed, fantastic. Uh, the, what's the secret of business success? Well, what is success? But I guess if you, to summarise or to, to, to paraphrase back, if you've got the right team, if you've got the right people, I suppose at least on a basic level, you've got harmony in the workplace and then that's yeah. going to, hit the buttons for good financial success because you're not all tearing each other's uh, hair out and stabbing each other in the back. But if your measure of success is, as you say, it's a lifestyle business, you want to be you want to be happy, you want to enjoy yourself and put bread on the table at the same time, again, the right people round about you is going to contribute greatly to that goal. So I think we found, we found our answer. It's all about the people, people. Again, yes. Fantastic. Um, Peter, that's great. Thank you very much for your time, for your contributions uh, today. Before we go, where can people find you? What's your uh, website address or Twitter handle or how could people locate you? I'm on the LinkedIn. Uh, that's my first, uh, if you like, uh, port of call. I've got an EFM uh, link and I've also got my own personal link. So if you just search on uh, Peter Kuncevic, you'll you'll find me. Uh, my direct email address is uh, peter.kuncevic at efm-network.com.uk. And I think through that, we can start a conversation. Fantastic. Fantastic. You heard it here first, guys. So that's us for today. I wish we had more time. Peter Kuncevic, uh, thank you again for your time and your wisdom to our listeners. Be sure to subscribe to PBLink Stories as we hunt down inspiring entrepreneurs to discover the secret of 
business. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much to our listeners. Join us at our next event and engage with the business community. 